So Genesis chapter 37. I'm going to be talking about a, a topic today that I really haven't uh, taught much on um, in, in my, my years of ministry. But uh, according to everything that's going on in society and in our world today, I really felt this is what the Lord wanted for us. And I think it's going to really help us uh, spiritually. Um, Joseph, in the Old Testament, had a dream. And because of his dream, it caused his brothers to hate him. Did you ever have somebody hate you? Anybody ever say to you, I can't stand your guts, Tim? Sorry, Tim, I just happened to look at you over there. <laughs> All right. Um, this is what's happening here. So, so let's, let's just read, and we're going to talk. And I think God's going to help us just to follow, follow along. Genesis chapter 37, verse number 2. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah and his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Sound like a tattletale. Now Israel, who's the father, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. <laughs> I don't know why he told him that. And when he, when he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him. But his father kept the matter in mind. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word that is just so real. It's just where we live today. God, just open our hearts and minds that we will hear the truth. And Lord, your truth will set us free. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Love versus hate. Hate. It's okay to hate some things. Like it's okay to hate olives. It's okay to hate sauerkraut. It's okay to hate dill pickles. For many of you, it's okay to hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's okay to hate certain things. If Jesus is our guide, and he is, Two different times, Old Testament and New Testament, it says about Jesus that Jesus loved righteousness, but he hated wickedness. It's okay to hate what God hates. It's okay to hate the devil. It's okay to hate what the devil does. It's okay to hate family problems because we know the devil's involved there. It's okay to hate when the enemy attacks us. 
It's okay to fight the enemy. It's okay to get mad at wrong. It's okay to do those things. As a matter of fact, we should and we should fight. We shouldn't just sit back and say, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah. The one prayer request that was turned in, uh, CPS is really fighting Wes and Nikki. It's okay to hate what is happening to us. It's okay if we love righteousness and hate wickedness. And the problems that we have in our life really are based because the devil hates you. He doesn't like you whatsoever. So he's bringing things against you. And we need to hate what he is doing. It's okay to hate. Do you think it's okay to hate the devil? Okay, because of what he's doing. We live in a crazy world. We've come a long ways from the Garden of Eden, place of perfection. It was God's plan and God's gift to the world, but we have, we have chosen to walk away from that. We still have the beauty of the garden. We live in a beautiful area, do we not? Come on, you got to have to enjoy the, the beauty out there. But where is the love? Love versus hate. Have you watched the news lately? There's a lot of hate going on in America. There's a lot of hate going on in the world. People against each other. People stirring up junk. The media just wants to strangle them, don't you? Yes. Um, growing up in the 60s, I saw a lot of hate in my lifetime. I remember the assassination of President John Kennedy. How many of you remember that? Remember, you know where you were. You know what you were doing. I saw the assassination of, or heard of Martin Luther King Jr., the assassination of Robert Kennedy. I remember the Olympics when the U.S. Olympians, they stood there, black power. It wasn't United States power, it was black power. The Black Panthers, the KKK, in the 60s, the riots in downtown Canton when school was let out. Canton McKinley and Timken were let out. The firemen would come with their hoses to spray down the crowds just, just to try to calm everybody down. Been through all that. Today is St. Louis and Dallas and Baton Rouge and Miami. And that's just in America. And then the Republican National Convention is coming up this weekend in Cleveland. People, pray. That could be ugly, ugly, ugly. What in the world is going on? There's so much hate. It's not supposed to be that way. There's so much hate. So where does hate come from? Well, that's an easy question to answer, isn't it? Since hate is the opposite of love, and since God is love, then hate must come from the opposite of God. So the number one point I want to try to make today is this. Hate comes from Satan. In John 10, verse 10, you know the scripture. The thief, Satan, comes only to rob, kill, and destroy. This, the, Satan hates you. He hates your home. He hates your life. Some of us say, man, it was easier when I didn't follow God. It was easier when I followed Satan. No, nah, you were just his, his little toy. He was just playing you. And he wants to rob you and kill you and destroy you, your love, your relationships, your peace. He wants to destroy your home. Everything that is good in this life, he's trying to destroy because Satan is evil. 
And every time you hear a hate crime, every time you hear about a hate crime, Satan is responsible. We war not with flesh and blood. He's the one, he's the instigator. And every time there is a hate crime, Satan is smiling. Hate. I looked up the word hate and the definition, some harsh words. I would love to hear your definition if, if we could do that, but we can't in this context. But hate means to detest, abhor, to loathe. Hate is a poison that will destroy you from the inside. And if we allow hate to come inside, it, it produces bitterness, and bitterness will eat away at your heart and your mind, and, and hate and bitterness will destroy you. So what does the Bible say about hate? I won't read the scriptures. It would take too long. But it says that hate is a work of the flesh. Hate stirs up strife. Hate is behavior of the wicked. And where does it come from? Hate is often mirrored and taught to the younger by the older generations. I want you to take into consideration for a moment Wes and Nikki's family, my kids, Isaiah and Victoria. Think about them for a moment. Isaiah is mixed. He's half white and half Peruvian. He's mixed. Some people hate anyone that's mixed. They just hate them. Don't even know them. They just hate them because they're mixed. That's ridiculous. How about Victoria? Victoria, African-American, she's black. They're brother and sister. And Wes and Nikki are really white. <laughs> They're really white. And, and when you consider white, Peruvian, mixed, black, in one family loving each other... Do you know why they love each other? It's because mom and dad mirrored love. Amen. Why do some kids that are 15 hate people of different colors and kinds and thoughts? Because they learned that from parents and grandparents. Doesn't always happen that way, but it can. Yesterday, my grandson Carter had a baseball game. In the second inning, a boy on the other team. Now, these kids are nine years old. Everybody's nine. A boy on the other team just got up and just crushed a ball. And this little kid, first, second, third, home, home run. The other stands are going crazy. They're going wild. You know, it's just, it, was, it was a great hit. And then the coach realized that the boy missed second base. So they had an appeal with the umpire. And they did the, their thing with the appeal. You have, you have to understand what that is. But, but they made an appeal. And as soon as they made the appeal, the umpire said, out. The other stands from cheering to complaining. And the boy's father stood up. And he began to curse and curse and curse and curse. And the umpire kicked him out of the game. He wasn't leaving. The umpire said to the coach, get him out of here or the game is forfeited. So the coach told him to get out of here. 
The field was near the sidewalk. It was near the, the road. So he stood on the sidewalk. He said, I'm going to stand here. It's public road. He's cursing like crazy. The umpire said, get out of here or the game is over. And finally, his wife, this, this guy's a great big dude. His wife was a little thing. And she came and said, get out of here. Okay. That was the second inning. The fourth inning. That man's son who hit the home run in the second inning. He was so mad, he was so upset, he was so frustrated that in the fourth inning, it was his turn to get up to bat. And he was such a mess in the dugout that the coach said, you're not playing anymore, told the umpire, automatic out. He's not even coming to the plate. How did that little boy learn to be so mean and nasty? Dad. Dad. And it wasn't mean and nasty at someone of a different color, things just didn't go his way. We could be mad. We could hate somebody because they like sports. We could hate somebody because they don't like sports. We don't need any reason to hate. Satan doesn't give us any reason. He just says hate. And we have to realize it all comes from Satan, and we need to fight that, and we're going to learn how to do that today. So we're going to look at a classic story in the Bible. Wouldn't that be nice to look at the Bible during preaching time? In chapter 37, in verse number 2, Joseph was 17 years old. He was number 10 son of 11 sons. Okay? There was a problem in verse 3 that his dad loved him more than he loved anybody else. Parents do not have favorites. Do not have favorites favorites. You're causing your children to hate each other. They're going to just... Although I know who my parents' favorite was. <laughs> and it wasn't me. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I'll tell you who it was later. Joseph knew he was the favorite. The other brothers knew that Joseph was the favorite. And they hated him. He wasn't different color. He was their flesh and blood. But they hated him. They hated him. It bugs me when I hear one child say about their sibling, I hate you. I hate you. We would not permit that in our home. In hearing range. Okay. So the father made a coat of many colors, gave it to Joseph. He would wear it. And I, I think he probably had a lot of pride. He wore it. In verse number four, the brothers hated him. Verse number four, also, they could not speak a kind word to him. There was a real problem, and the root of their problem was in verse number 11. Verse number 11 says the brothers were jealous of him. They were jealous of him. So here we go. One of the great roots of hate is jealousy. Hatred happens due to something going wrong in our heart. And Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And they had jealousy in their heart, and it came out of their mouth. See, it's so easy to become jealous. I deserve that raise, not him. I should be first chair in the orchestra, not her. How come they get to buy a new car and I can't? You know, it, it doesn't matter. I had two aunts that were jealous of each other the last 65 to 70 years of their life. They just put up with each other. 
as us as nephews, it was kind of fun to watch them. You know what I'm saying? Didn't know who was going to say what when. They, they, they were jealous of each other. It's a long story. And Joseph's brothers hated him, but it got worse. Look at verse number 5. Joseph had a dream and said, basically, you're going to bow down to me. I mean, he's number 10 out of 11 sons. And he's saying, you're going to bow down to me. And look at here, verse 5. They hated him all the more. It went from hated him to hated him all the more. I just can't stand him. I hate him. I hate him. Yes, Joseph probably could have used better wisdom. He might have known that what he was going to say was going to make him mad, and who knows, maybe that's why he said it. Have you ever said something knowing it's going to make somebody mad, and you say it anyhow? But he said it, and they hated him more. The book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 15, says that bitterness, hatred, will grow, and it will defile many. Let me tell you, if I'm mad at Jacob, I don't know. If I'm mad at Jacob, I just can't stand his guts. You know what? I'm going to be mad at him, and I'm going to tell my wife why I'm mad at him, and I'm going to make her mad at him too, because it's better if I have her on my side than her on his side. So we begin to spill our hatred. We begin to spill our bitterness, and we try to get people supporting us, and all we're doing is just spreading the vomit. Yuck. So the ten brothers, they begin to feed off of each other, and they put gas on that fire. You know, we, when we have a situation, there's always two proverbial buckets in front of us. When, when we face a situation, there's a bucket of water here and a bucket of gas here. And if somebody doesn't like it, a situation comes up, and we just feel like hating and anger is coming up, we get to choose. Am I going to pick up the water and put out the fire, or am I going to pick up the gas and make the fire increase? These guys picked up gas. What have you picked up lately? Okay, let's move on. Okay. Now, things got worse. Okay, they went from jealousy, and then there's pride. Hatred comes from pride. Look at verse number 8. His brother said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more. Says it again. They hated him all the more. You will not rule over us. In that day and age, there was hierarchy. The young would always bow to the older. It was not the other way around. And the ten older brothers said, there's no way on earth am I ever going to bow down to you. I don't even like you. Well, as a matter of fact, they hated him. First there was jealousy. Now there's pride. These are two weapons that Satan uses to destroy us from the inside. And these are two weapons that Satan uses to destroy relationships. is jealousy and is pride. Pride was Satan's downfall in heaven, and pride is what Satan will use to try to keep us out of heaven. Pride. This is where racism comes in, folks. I'm better than you. I hate you because I think that you think that you're better than me. Let me say that again. I hate you because I think that you think that you're better than me. How do you know what they think? It's craziness. Have you ever been in the minority? A few years ago, back in July of 1976, I was up in Canada on a missions trip, and I was getting ready to minister to the Cree 
Indians. That's a tribe, C-R-E-E, the Cree Indians. There's a basketball game going on in this village, this reservation. My friend Bill and I, we played basketball at, at, at college, so we said, we're going to go into the gymnasium. There's a basketball game. We're thinking, we're going to show them how good we are, and then they'll listen to us about Jesus. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a pretty bad plan, but it was a plan. And we went in this gymnasium. There were about 500 people in there. Game going on crazy. You know, just basketball games, craziness. We walked in. Everybody in there was Native American, everyone. Billy and I walked in. And as soon as we walked in, I'm not kidding, the game stopped. Everybody stared at us. I've never felt so white in all my life. <laughs> I got out. Of, I walked fast, but they ran out faster, and we got outside, and they totally surrounded us. They stopped the whole game, and they surrounded us. What are you doing here? Blah, 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 blah. And, and man, I'll tell you, that's when you rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did nothing to these guys. They didn't know me from Adam, but my skin was a different color, and they hated me. Have you ever been guilty of that? I made a mistake one day when I was 15 years old, and I told my dad, Dad, I think Polynesian women look beautiful. I thought he was going to have a cow, because he came out of World War II fighting the Japanese. Dad had to get over it. And with God's help, he did. I was in a, Marsh and I went to an Assemblies of God church in Charleston, South Carolina, where her dad, mom and dad were pastoring. We were living in Rochester, New York at the time. After church, we were in the foyer. We were just having a great time talking to people. Just, there's a couple, probably 10 years older than us. We were just talking, just have a really wonderful, good conversation. Both believers, love God, just came out of church feeling good. And finally, the man said, by the way, we're, we, we, we know that, that, that Marcia is, is Pastor Lafferty's daughter, but where are you guys from? We said, oh, we're from Rochester, New York. He goes, oh, Yankees, and turned and walked away. I said, Seriously? Same color, same God, but we're from two different worlds. Folks, we can be prejudiced, we can be racist, we can be jealous of a whole lot of different kind of people because they're not just like us. So let me just tell you, if they were just like you, you wouldn't be necessary. That's a good one right there. So hatred comes in many shapes, many colors. But it only comes from one source, and that's the devil. Lousy devil, stupid devil. Can't stand him. And you might say, but I do hate them. You don't know what they did for, to me. Come on. So you know the story here. Back to the Bible. <laughs> Back to the Bible. Isn't that good? The ten brothers were out of the area. They were grazing their, their, their sheep. Israel sent Joseph to see how they were doing. The brothers saw Joseph coming. They had an idea. Let's kill him. I mean, I, th I thought about hurting my brother before, but I never thought about killing him. Yeah, I did, but I never, not seriously. <laughs> not seriously. I just need to be honest here, okay? 
So they decided to sell him as a slave. So they sold him out as a slave. They took his robe of many colors. They, they killed an animal. They dipped the robe in the blood. And they went back and told their dad, man, a ferocious animal must have killed him. Of course, you have to lie to cover up your pride. That's what you do, right? You lie to cover up your pride. The heart is the main issue. Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, here's what Jesus said. He said, in the Old Testament, you were told, thou shalt not murder. But today, he says, we go a step higher, and if you even call somebody a fool, and you mean it as a degrading thing, that you are guilty of murder as well. We don't have to actually physically murder someone to murder them. We murder them with our words, I hate you. Isn't this good? Aren't you glad you came to church? You just feel edified today, don't you? John 13, verse 34, Jesus said, A new command I give you, love one another. New command? I mean, new command? Seriously? Jesus came on the scene 4,000 years after mankind walked the earth, and finally he says something new, love each other? As I have loved you, you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Second greatest commandment, greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Second greatest commandment is what? Love your neighbor as yourself. But Pastor Dan, what if someone's trying to harm my family? What if someone is trying to harm my country? What if someone's trying to harm my faith? Do I just sit back and let them do it? No. You rise up and you be a man, oh God, a woman of God. And God has called you to protect your family. He's called you to protect your faith. He's called you to protect your country. And that's what we're supposed to do. That is not called hatred. That's calling love. I love my family. I love my nation. I'm going to protect them no matter what. Well, that didn't seem to go over real well, but we're going to move on. So back, back to Joseph and his brothers. So they, they sold him into slavery. Is that the end of the story? No, of course not. Many years later, God put Joseph in a position in Egypt where they had more grain than they could use, and a famine came in the whole area, and everybody was starving except the Egyptians. And the only way to get grain is to come to Egypt, but the only person you could see in Egypt was Joseph. God elevated this man, Joseph. Awesome. Long, long story. But God elevated him. Well, guess what? His ten brothers got hungry. They had to go to Egypt. And when they went to Egypt, guess what? They had to go see Joseph. And guess what? You had to bow down before the leader. So here are these ten older brothers, and they're bowing down just like the dream said to Joseph. Long story short, they found out that that was Joseph. Joseph knew who they were. And guess what? They were scared. They thought Joseph was going to have them killed. Could have, maybe should have in that day. What did Joseph do? How do you fight hatred? How do you fight hatred? You fight hatred with love and forgiveness and leaving the situation in God's hands. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So here's what he said in Genesis 50, verse 19 and 20. He said to his brothers, don't be afraid. 
Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many people. What a man. Love is more powerful than hate. He could have had him wiped out. This was his chance, his opportunity. But he chose to extend love and forgiveness, and he left the whole situation up to God. Folks, there's not much you and I can do about the situations of life, so we better leave them up to God. Say, God, you've got to take care of this. This is bigger than me. God, I really feel like strangling so-and-so. I have no peace in my life, and they're the cause of it. We have to leave it in God's hands. And you're praying about a situation in your life and you just can't do anything. You leave it in God's hands. This is what Joseph did. He left the situation in God's hands. And God took care of it. God is still greater than Satan. But pastor, but pastor, but oh, come on. I know we all have our unique situations. I understand that. I have mine. Let me ask you a question this morning. Is there someone you hate? And if you don't want to admit that, okay. How about, is there someone you really dislike? Okay, if you don't want to answer that. Is there someone you don't like very much? Is there someone that drives you nuts? Are they sitting beside you? (laughs) Guys, don't Don't be a tool of Satan to bring harm to both you and them. Stop it. Pick up the bucket of water and throw it on the fire and put that baby out. Hatred, bitterness will eat you alive. My brother Larry used to hate me. He used to hate me. I mean, he threw me down the steps. I can't tell you how many times. He's four and a half years older than me. He would throw me down the steps. He asked my aunt to take me home. He says, I don't want him. <laughs> I'm serious. Same color. Had nothing to do with color. Had to do with the heart. One day, I won't tell you how, I got Larry's attention. And we're going to leave it at that. And today, today, Larry and I love each other. We love each We would fight for each other. As a matter of fact, one day, honestly, I said, Larry, I like your shirt. He took it off and gave it to me. That's what God can do. That's what God can do. So is there anyone you hate? Let me ask you this. Is there anyone you know that hates you? They dislike you. They don't like you very much. Why? 
Don't blame them. Say they have a bad heart. Did you cause anything? Why? And then the Bible says, Jesus says, we need to pray for our enemies. We need to pray for them. These people attacking America right now. But we still are to pray for them. Because they need Jesus. It's Satan. He's the, he's the root of it all. But if someone hates you, ask yourself, why do they hate me? Be honest and then pray for them. And with God's help, forgive them and then move on. Don't give them so much control over you that you allow them to keep you in an, in an emotional prison. Don't give them that much control over you. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Folks, love versus hate. Let me ask you this. Aren't you glad God loves you? Because with all of His power and ability, if He didn't love you, you'd be in trouble. Matter of fact, you'd be dead. As a matter of fact, I'd be dead. God loves me. God has forgiven me. And as He has forgiven me, He has called me to forgive one another. How's your family? Is there love in your family? Not everybody can say yes. I understand that. But I know that God can turn it around. Amen. God can heal relationships. And I believe that God's going to do that. So let me ask you a question. We're, we're just going to, we're, we're going to close with prayer. And uh, we're big boys and girls, right? We're big boys and girls, right? How many of you have somebody in your life that you're, you're, you're not going to say, I, I really hate them, but you're, you will say, <laughs> Can I see your hand? How many of you know there's somebody in your life that just doesn't like you very much? Yeah. <laughs> that was great, Fred. He wasn't sure, and then Lola whispered in his ear, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> we probably all need somebody to whisper in our ear. With God's help, don't get angry with that person. Get angry with the devil. Because he's the one responsible for their actions. Put your anger, put your fight where it belongs. And if you're the cause of someone not liking you because of your ridiculousness, is that such a word? Then change. But that's who I am. Well, yeah, but nobody likes who you are, okay? Change. Let God... I probably should just close. And folks, the Bible says, above all else, help me, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard 
your heart and your mind in Christ above everything else. We need to guard our heart. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart. And God wants to give you a love for the person, not their actions. Not their actions. But a love for that person that would just blow you away. I had to deal with this myself. Okay? God will give you a love that would just shock you when you fight the right enemy, the devil, and submit it all to God. Would you all stand? Everyone, please. Father, this morning... We remember the the news broadcast and they hate crimes. We remember in our own families and life and situation, places of employment, neighborhoods where there's been anger. Many times we've been angry at the wrong thing. We have seen in your word where hatred came from the heart. Jealousy, pride, most of all from Satan. So we're going to fight the enemy of our soul. And Lord, as I've said once, our fight is not against flesh and blood but it's against the rulers and the principalities of the air. Our fight is against Satan. Satan is the one who wants to destroy. Not us. Not us. It's not going to happen. Lord, give us a supernatural ability to love the person. Oh, they drive us crazy sometimes. People in the news drive us nuts. Lord, let us look beyond the action and see the soul and pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. And Lord, if we've been acting like a jerk, causing people not to love us, Lord, with your help, we want to be molded more into your image the image of God. Lord, I pray relationships and homes. I pray husbands and wives and parents and, and children and siblings. Lord, that we will, we will learn to get along and consider our uniquenesses to be just that. Not bad, just unique, different. God, I pray there will be love in our homes. And God, we need you to do this. We cannot do this by ourselves. So we thank you today for your love. You showed us how to love when you were on that cross. Father, forgive them. Help us to forgive. Help us to leave the issue in your hands. And God, we trust you to do it. Help us as we go now today. Pray that what we have learned is going to stick with us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 May the Lord bless you, and I just pray you'll have a great week in God. Go out and love somebody today. Amen. You've been listening to a sermon from Louisville First Assembly. 
For more information, visit www.firstagonline.com. That's www.firstagonline.com.